Hello everybody and welcome to episode 40 of the Sport of Vod podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Juan Thomas. How you doing, Mike? Thanks many for having me on. Appreciate it. No bother at all. So, I suppose we'll start at the start. Was sport like always a big thing in your household? Uh... Not in my household, no. Uh, I'd be the most athletic one in my family, definitely. Um, when I was young, though, I was always very into sport, like when I was a kid. And then, you know, there was years there, I think from like 8 to 13, where I was just out as a chubby kid then, from those years, those five years, you know. I was never really that into sport. I was kind of switching schools and stuff, so never really got into a team or anything. And I kind of joined the boxing club then around 13, and that's what got me back into shape. But... Before I kind of became an overweight child, I was always kind of athletic and I liked soccer and football and all that stuff. Like, so, yeah. And how did you get into boxing? Like, did your parents uh, guide you towards boxing or did you just find out that there was a boxing club in the area and said, sure, I'll give it a go and see what happens? Like, Oh, uh... To be honest, it's almost kind of hard to remember. I think my parents decided to bring me. They brought me, my older brother. He would, um, he didn't keep it up. But yeah, they brought us. And I remember that I did it for about six months and we both kind of just stopped, you know. I think that was when I was 12, 11 or 12 and just stopped then for the rest of the year. And I went back the following year. I think it was like around 12 or 13 and I just kept it going then. But no, they just kind of, I think they just brought me there. There was actually an amateur show in the area and it was after that kind of a lot of kids have started so that kind of you know motivated a few people you know uh you know seeing older guys from around my area fight you know kind of gave me a bit of a motivation for it like and you know just kind of took it from there and like I said when I started I stopped after six months and then when I went back is when I went full on at it I was around 13 and the training wasn't great but I was dedicated to it you know like you know I was there I just Switch on. I said, I'm going to do this, and that was it. And I was reading an article last night just uh, preparing for this, and I never knew who actually ran the boxing club that you're part of, or the boxing club that you started in, sorry. Um, and I knew Corbin very well. Um, he, I went to school in Furbo and he used to come with this other woman. I can't remember her name for the life of me. But he used to come every Wednesday uh, to the school and he used to do like different activities with us. We'd do a bit of pad work. We'd do like just little games and he used to have great time for me like and um it's sad. It was sad. Like, I didn't know he was sick or anything. I heard he was sick, and then a month or two later, I heard that he passed away. So it was sad to hear that he passed away. Like, because I used to have great, com- great fun with him. Yeah, Como was a great guy, especially for our area. You know, that was the kind of the only boxing club that was there, and it brought so many kids in. You know, some kept with it, some didn't, and you know, boxing is a hard sport, like, but he opened the gym up and, you know, he gave 
he almost dedicated his life to kind of helping kids, you know, like I, what you're saying there, he went to schools. I know he came to my school a few times as well. Like, you know, that was his job. You know, he was working with kids all the time and the boxing club, that was his own time. Every Monday and Thursday he did, you know, his own evenings, he came and helped train kids and stuff. And, uh, you know, definitely for me, it was life-changing, you know, boxing. It gave me a sense of discipline. You know, as a kid, I was always very high-tempered. And once I started boxing, I'm not sure when it kind of stopped, but as I got more into the boxing, you know, my temper cooled down and, you know, I, I became very level-headed nearly. And, you know, it definitely it changed my life for the better. Not that I was in a, going in a bad direction at all, but it just gave me that work ethic, that discipline, you know, that you need in life, you know. And, uh, yeah, definitely owe a lot to Cohen because if it wasn't for him, I would have never boxed because he's the only one who had a club in the area. And, you know... It was it was great, really, all the work he did with kids, and it's it's sad that he's gone, you know. But he left something great behind him, you know. The club is still going; they're kind of keeping it going, and it's it's good, it's good. He he did a lot for the area, especially. And then I know you moved into a club in town, and I I can't remember what age you moved there now. Um, you might remind me. I was seven. 18. I had, I had moved into the city because I was starting college. So I had to find a new club and uh, I had done a bit of training with Pavel at Celtic Eagles before, uh, before I started college. So I knew, okay, this is the gym I'm going to train in. And, you know, I moved into town, started college and I had access to that gym every day. So, you know, I never lived the college lifestyle, you know, I was kind of in the gym all the time, you know, push myself because as an underage boxer, I didn't achieve much. I had bad injuries. I had sh- shoulder surgery and stuff. So I knew if I wanted to make something, I had to sacrifice a lot to do it, you know, kind of do my college and train. And that was it, like, you know, so the sacrifices paid off. Thank God, you know, I, I achieved more than I actually set out to. All I wanted was a national title and I won that. And then I went on and won an elite title. So, you know, I was very happy. You know, he, Pavel is a great coach and I got some great work with him and, I'm still learning from him. I've been with him for five years and I'm still learning, you know, so it's good. Uh, it all worked out, yeah. And would I be right in saying that the elite title you won was a bit of an upset, like you, you beat a... Tommy a sh- Yeah. Um, and wasn't he, like, didn't he win it the previous year or something like that? So yeah, so when I fought in the elites, I was actually again. I just came back from a hand injury. I the elites were in February and December. I came back. I had a bad hand injury, and I entered the other twenty twos in September. But I had only had a few weeks behind me. You know, I was, I was over. I made the weight, but I was too heavy for the weight. Still, kind of, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't fit at the weight and didn't really work out. But then I had another three or four weeks to get ready for the elites and. Um, did get ready, got ready for them. Tommy Hyde had won nationals in December. So he was, you know, he was fit and ready. He uh he won a semi-final and I won my semi-final. And for the whole week, everyone thought I was gonna I was gonna lose that fight, you know. Um I had a lot of people, a few the people that know me knew I was gonna win. I had even coaches, I know uh, Mike Mongan from Olympic Boxing Club. I know he had said to my father afterwards that I knew he was going to win, you know, because people knew my style. And I believed in myself that I was going to win that fight, you know. I know my level kind of, you know. And um, 
yeah, kind of who he was, his name, and you know who his who his father is and stuff. Everyone thought, oh, he's the next big thing, and he's gonna win this, and I'm the underdog. And but that's how I liked it, you know. I liked being the underdog. There was no pressure on me, and I knew myself that I knew I was gonna win that fight, you know. Yeah, and then you had, I think it was a decision loss to Olympian Emma Brennan. It was, yeah. So that was the following year. Uh, they were kind of like the Olympic qualifiers. So I had two quarterfinal and semifinal won them. And then I lost on a 3-2 split to Emmett in the final. Um, but again, there was, like I've said many times, there's no complaints. The right man won on the night, you know. He deserved that fight. And, uh, you know, it was my own fault, kind of. I took too much on between work and studying. Like I was working a full-time job while studying then boxing was the third priority for me. I was kind of, I just did it to do it, you know. I was focused on getting my degree and that's what I wanted. Um, but it taught me a lot as well that, you know, you can't kind of just do things half arse nearly. You have to, you have to, if you're going to, especially boxing, if you're going to do it, you have to do it properly. Now, I mightn't have changed anything at the time because, you know, college was important for me and I had to work to live, you know. But definitely uh, it's something I, I took a lot from it, you know, like you have you have to be 100% prepared anytime you go in there to fight. And um, was it because you lost that fight that you decided to go pro and not stick around for the Paris? Um, or did you always sort of want to eventually go pro? I always wanted to go pro. I wasn't really, not that I wasn't enjoying the amateur boxing, but, you know, for me, it was kind of like, okay, finish my college. And after my college, you know, maybe go pro. I had no ambition really to stay as an amateur. And I just, I don't know. I just wanted to enjoy my boxing. And I felt like as a pro, I would enjoy more, like, you know, with the bigger nights. And even on the small shows as a pro, you know, there's more atmosphere with it. You know, people enjoyed them more. Um, I had achieved, like I said, I had achieved, everything I want to as an amateur and I kind of I was at my coach a bit you know I kind of want to go pro and he was like no 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 he knew I had potential for the Olympics you know but and again being Olympian would be a huge thing and I, I would love it but you could wait another few years for that and then you get one bad decision over a three-round fight or you know it can be gone like that and I've seen lads that stayed around for next Olympics and then didn't qualify or qualified and got a bad decision or you know so it's almost like four years of wasted time not wasted, but I was like, I want to get in and out of boxing as fast as I can, in a sense, you know? It's a hard game, and you don't want to stay in it too long. So I said, start start my pro career and see how I get on. And when the Paris Olympics on, Paris Olympics are on, we'll see where I am as a pro, like, you know, hopefully I'll be, I'll have climbed up the ladder a good bit by then, like, you know? So that was kind of, that was, that was in my head, you know, I'll be, I think... 27 or 28 when Paris Olympics are on and that would be I could nearly be in my prime as a pro then as well do you know so yeah that was kind of the top process behind it and then you got your pro debut in this, uh, September um, in the US and um, I actually I actually didn't watch it. I intended to watch it. I brought the phone to bed, so I'd watch it in bed, and then I fell asleep. 
<laughs> I, so I apologize for that. But I heard it was a good first round knockout. Yeah, it was good. Oh, the opponent wasn't the best, the best standard, but it was, you know, I hadn't fought in over two years, like so. So the most important thing was just getting back in the ring. Because no matter how good you are, inactivity is a killer. Like sparring in the club, it's it's nothing. Like I I typically don't spar well, you know. Uh, but when I fight, it's different, you know. Like the pressure is different, everything is different. So I'm definitely better in a fight than I would be in sparring. But when you don't fight for a while, that inactivity is a killer, you know. So it's important for me now to take the right steps as I try to climb the ladder, you know, not jump in the deep end too soon, maybe or you know, try and get rounds under my belt. You know, rounds are the most important thing because of how long, because of COVID, I was out of the ring, like, you know, so that one didn't go long. And then I had another one in November and that was on the matchroom card. You know, it was a big opportunity. And, you know, I was kind of hoping that one would even go around because I need the rounds, you know. But uh, then I had a good knockout in that one too. So I'm 2-0 and, oh, and it, started, it started off pretty good, like, you know, uh, Another fight now in two weeks or a week Saturday I'm fighting, and this opponent now, again he's okay. He's gone the distance with the world champion, so I'm hoping I'll get rounds out of him. You know, so it'll be good. Uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And just like tell me, like, so you had your pro debut, and then you got on arguably the biggest boxing show in the world in matchroom like how did that come about uh so i'm basically I'm, I'm based out of boston you know uh that's where my manager is and that's where i will probably relocate you know um so that's kind of where i'm based and there's jason quigley you know and there's an irish man fighting for a world title on that card so basically they approached matchroom and you know they told him about me and, you know, they seen that I was an elite champion. They knew I had decent, you know, it's Kevin Rooney who runs it over there. He would work for the match over there. And, you know, he seen Joe, he, that I was an elite champion. And, you know, I had, I had a good amateur background. So he said, decided to give me a shot on the card, like, you know, and thank God it all went, it all went well. So hopefully I'll get another shot soon. Yeah. And I was, looking at interviews uh like post post man post fight interviews uh of you and like most of the interviews interviewers were saying oh yeah you got him with a few nice shots on the way down and you were kind of saying yeah I did but I kind of think that they were a bit unnecessary like it was already hurt it was, yeah. It was almost, you know, the instinct when you're in there, you know, I knew the magnitude of the fight I was in, you know, kind of, that was my chance to announce myself to the world. And I knew I caught him and I heard him. And then I was very happy with the way I dealt with that when I first heard him because a lot of prospects and even I think guys on the night hurt their opponent and rush in, get tied up, get sloppy, you know. I hit him with the shot. I knew I'd stunned him. So then I measured him up for another shot, you know. I backed him to the ropes and I fainted, you know. I waited for my chance and, you know, I got the shot again. And that's what that's the shot that knocked him out. And I seen, I knocked him out. But the instinct, you just kind of, you kept throwing like, you know, it's the referee's job to step in. Um, I didn't catch him too clean because, like I said, he was on the way down. But 
you know, it was kind of, it was, yeah, it was a left hook. It was a good shot. I set it up like, and I was very happy with the knockout, yeah. Yeah, and now you're fighting on the 12th of February. Um, back, I think it's back where you made your debut. Whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dedham, yeah. Yeah, um, and how was training go for that now? It's good, yeah. I just finished up my last bar today. Uh, some heavy and some light rounds in, in my own club. Um, I've got decent, decent sparring over the last two weeks. I had actually got COVID there in the middle of January, so I'm only getting about three-week training camp for this fight. But I wasn't out of shape coming back from COVID, you know? So it's okay. Like, you know, we really just did two weeks of really intense sparring, and I just finished my last bar today. So we'll just be sharpened up and tapering down like... um. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it is going good, you know, it's a it's a nice show, the one I'm boxing on, you know, it's where I made my debut and it's my own manager show and it's nice because a lot of the Irish can come out and you can chat to them and it's a, it's good, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, like, you know, I love flying over there and fighting, you know, that's always where I wanted to box, you know, when I decided I was going to go pro, I looked to America, specifically Boston, I was thinking, you know, that's where all the Irish are and I was, myself, that's where I kind of wanted to be. So that's why I got in touch with people over there. And, you know, that's kind of where I decided to go pro. So I'm happy, yeah. And I know um, that, um, like, I, I've been following you on Instagram for a good while now. And, like, between that, like, the actual Instagram, like, you have a bit of merchandise there as well, like, you seem to be building, as well as the performances, like, you seem to be building a, a big profile for yourself. Like, you seem to be building up. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's actually a big part of it. Um, so something I learned over my, the short few months as being a pro is professional boxing is more of a business than a sport, you know. It's all about being marketable and you know being entertaining and there's there's a lot to it like you know a lot of business to it and um yeah it's like it's important for me I'm trying to market myself the best I can you know uh like for me one of my point of views was you know getting my cut like my last fight was the day of my graduation not a lot of fighters at a high level would have a college degree do you know um never mind winning an elite title while studying, you know, some, some would do it. All right. You know, but it's not as many would do it. And, you know, for me, that was a point of, you know, I'm a hardworking young lad and, you know, I have my, I like to think I have my head screwed on, you know, and uh, it's a big thing, especially in terms of trying to get sponsors, you know, for the future and stuff being marketable, you know? So yeah, we're working on merchandise. I'm uh, working with a guy up North, and hopefully I'll have t-shirts and hoodies soon. Uh, I had hats there, but it was just of my girlfriend. She had she had designed my logo and she had ordered a few hats and she said, you know what, let's see if anyone wants some of them. So I posted it, but yeah, we're going to have a company doing t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that soon. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. Well, I can tell you now, you can put my name down for one of those hoodies. Very good, very good. Appreciate it. I, I'll wear it all around the place. <laughs> uh, I'll get you loads of followers and all that. Like, 
<laughs> as long as they're nice, you'll wear it. <laughs> but I know I think they're going to be good quality and that's what I want. I don't want, I want something that people will actually want to wear, you know, not just for support, you know, but something that's nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. I, I need to think about getting myself more followers than before I get other people more followers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems, it seems to be going great. And I, I, I think you will. And, you know, I'm giving it a go. Uh, like, Sean Mannion was the was kind of the last pro from where I'm from. You know, he went on to do great things like, you know, so the most important thing for me is just to get the best out of me and to make kind of my family and people proud, you know, kind of, I can see there's a bit of a buzz when I go home back to the Grail Talk, you know, the islands kind of, people are almost proud of me, you know, and that kind of motivates me, you know, to fight harder, you know, and look, we'll keep it going and see, you know, see in a few years time where I am, like, you know, it's, it's a hard, long road. So I'm just taking it one step at a time and, Hopefully, like you said, I go far and I, I believe I have the potential potential to go far, you know, because I work hard, I listen and, you know, we'll just we'll see how it gets on, you know. You need a lot of luck in this game too because it, it's, a, it's a hard game. But yeah, look, I'm looking forward to the journey and testing myself and seeing where I can get to. And I know, I know you said there that boxing is a hard game. Do you think, like, to be a boxer, like, you're often in like training just you and the coach or sometimes maybe even on your own at home or something like that um do you think that you have to be like mentally strong i suppose to be a boxer yeah uh boxing is actually in my opinion harder mentally than even physically you know physically they people say it's one it's the hardest sport you can do which you're physically fighting someone you know but mentally you know those long those early mornings those long nights a lot of times you're by yourself you know whether i'm doing my own road work my own strength training you could do one-on-ones with the coach you're there at night before a fight you know thinking about it you know it can be very mentally draining and hard you know it's a you need a lot of mental toughness for boxing, you know, and that's why a lot of people don't, don't make it, you know, a lot of people start boxing and they, they fall out of it, you know, they almost leave it. They can't, they can't deal with it. You know, they can't hack it. You know, I know when I started boxing, the club I went to in Connemara, the club, there was about 50, 60 young lads, my age, maybe a year older, a year younger. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the only ones that are still boxing, you know, it's it's hard like a lot of people they don't they can't they don't stick it out kind of because it, it, it is hard and you know you have to enjoy it and there's times even i wouldn't i don't enjoy it but if you're not enjoying it you're not going to be able to do it and that's something i kind of learned like you know you have to try and enjoy it as much as you can because it's it's very very hard and i know you said earlier there that you probably will eventually relocate to Boston. Uh, when do you think you'll end up relocating? Oh, I'm not too sure. I, I don't really have a date in mind yet, you know. No, it's something I kind of talk to my manager about as well and decide things, you know, like I have a, I think I have the best coach in Ireland in Galway, you know. 
uh, like I'm still, I've been with him five years and every day I train with him, I'm learning new things. Like he's still teaching me. And that's something, you know, when you're still learning from a coach, you know, that, that's good. Like, um, but for me, it's not even in terms of boxing, but just always I wanted, when I finished my college, you know, I wanted to go to America, you know, uh, like I'm able to go. So that was kind of the goal. And I know over there, there's a lot of potential with boxing, you know, connections and sparring and things like that. Like, you know, like in terms of a coach, I have, if I could bring him with me, I would like, you know, but, you know, I'll see what life takes, you know, between my family and my girlfriend and things like, you know, when I move over, there'll be a lot of, a lot of details to iron out kind of before, before I decide when I'm going and, you know, if I'm going to work over there, just box or, you know, where I'm going to live. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something I, since I was a teenager that I wanted to go to America, it was not just for boxing, but just in general, you know, cause I know it's a great place for opportunity, you know? So yeah, we'll see, hopefully, probably a, next year or two or something, you know, but there's nothing concrete in my head of when I'm going to move over. And I know, like, I've, I've seen that you're building, like, a, a nice, there's some good uh, boxers in your club, Celtic Boxing. There's some nice fighters in there, like, I I followed on Instagram and I'd say there's a good few fellas in there that could follow in your footsteps in me. Yeah, so, you know, when I started there, I was kind of, most of the people that are there now weren't there when I started, you know. So, Pavel, he's definitely, he's built a nice little stable. He has lads that are new enough to it, but, you know, but being the coach he is, he's brought them on a lot. You know, they're, uh, like, you have Lysinskis, yeah, he's, um, like, he, uh, he'd be elite level, like, you know, as an amateur. And then you have, we have a lot of other good good amateur fighters in there you know so uh he's building a good stable and there are some good lads like you know with all the lads there you can get you can get some decent rounds of sparring in definitely yeah and um i know uh you don't want to be looking too far ahead but uh after this fight now on the 12th what would be like do you want this to be an active year like, do you want to get a good few fights in? Or what's the story? Like, what are your goals, I suppose, for this year? Yeah, so I want to be active this year, definitely. Um, If I could get six fights, I'd be very happy. I'd be very active, you know. I actually have another date in March. I'm fighting March 19th, too. Uh, that'll be in the same place as this one on February 12th. So there'll be a lot of traveling and stuff like that but I'm hoping to have about six fights and hopefully some big ones too uh for this year 2022 I want to learn and grow you know I'm not saying I want to go start winning titles or you know jumping up the rankings big time but I want to get six around six fights and I want to step up the ladder a bit and learn from them step up the rounds you know get rounds under my belt this year for me because I turned pro in September I had yeah two fights but altogether I haven't even been in the ring for a round so this year, I want it to be a learning year. I want to develop as a fighter, develop in the ring, and then 2023 will be a year I'll start chasing some titles, hopefully. Bigger titles, I mean, now, like. And I know, like, there's some great Irish boxers out there, like, 
Katie Taylor, Michael Conlon, just to name two, like there's plenty more, including yourself. Like, and I know most of them want to like bring their fighting game back here and have a big fight in Dublin or Belfast or something like that. I know you're only a Teddy Greer, but would that be a goal or something you would want to do in the future? Oh, definitely. Thought of maybe one day fighting in Pierce Stadium would be would be serious, you know. But like I said, there's a lot of politics and stuff behind boxing. It's hard, like, you know, but yeah, definitely, you know, fight fighting in Ireland would be great. But where I am now, my fight's in Boston. It's like home away from home. So I feel like I'm fighting in Ireland, you know, because the support I get out there is magnificent. You know, there's a lot of lads, lads from, you know, Connemara out there and stuff like that. And, you know, I do get, I do get a lot of support. So it feels like I'm fighting at home. You know, I have support there. I don't, I'm not in enemy territory when I'm over there, you know, so, but yeah, definitely, you know, if I could fight in Ireland, it'd be great, you know, because I have a lot of friends and family here that wouldn't travel over to America that could come watch me fight. So yeah, who knows what the future holds. Maybe, maybe there'd be an opportunity to fight in Ireland. We'll see. Anyway, Thomas, it was great to have you on. Um, just to finish up, would you have any like words of wisdom? Like I own, I know you're only a young man yourself, but mm. would you have any like words of wisdom for like aspiring like elite athletes or whatever you want to call them? Oh uh, yeah, discipline. <laughs> um, especially as you're young, you know, 16, 17, 18, up to your 21, it can be hard to stay disciplined sometimes, you know, you watch your peers, your friends going out having a good time and it's hard to maybe stay in, you know, to just go training instead or, you know, but it's, if you want to get to the highest level, you have to look ahead nearly, you know, you have to think about what I do today will benefit me in five years time, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely working hard is another big one, you know, like I did my college, I worked full-time job and I boxed and it was very hard for me, but I enjoyed it because I knew I was doing what a lot of other people wouldn't or couldn't do maybe, you know, not that I was better or anything, but I just had to work ethic, you know, I pushed myself sometimes a bit too hard, like you've seen with the elite final, my last elite final, you know, but, you know, for me, it was a big thing, you know, to have my degree and now be at it at this level of my boxing career and, you know, it's all working out, you know, I'm 24 now and I still wish I even achieve, achieve more, like, you know, so it's almost like never being satisfied, you know, to keep, keep pushing and the biggest thing is the discipline trying to restrain yourself from things that aren't, that are going to derail you from your goal. That'll be the biggest one because it's hard when you're young, you think, oh, this is the most important thing now, but it's not, you know, especially I got that a bit when I was between 16 and 21, you know, I was like, oh, I want to be, do this or do that. I don't want to have to just, I'm not living my life. I thought to myself, you know, but you know, there's sacrifices you have to make. And I haven't made it yet, you know, but I'm hoping, you know, I'm going to have, when I'm in my 30s, 40s, I'm going to be living a good life because I made the sacrifices in my 20s, you know. So that'll be it, like, you know, sacrifice when you're young so you can kind of do well as you get older and maybe not have to work as hard, you know. Well, Thomas, it was a pleasure to have you on. And 
I hope your podcast debut lived up to expectation. That was very good. Thanks a million for having me on. I uh, I enjoyed it, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, and I just want to wish you all the best of luck for your fight on February 12th. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I'm sure I'll be chatting to you before and after it, so I'll see you soon, all right? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye. I just want to say a big well done to Thomas. He won his fight on the 12th of February and he's fighting again this month as he said. So I just want to wish him all the best for that fight and for the rest of his career. And yeah, had a great job with him and I really appreciate the time.